Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to week 13 of the NFL season. It's the NFL season 2017. This is The Fumble with myself, Vernon Kay, and that fellow right over there in Nottingham, Darren Fletcher. Well, you say right over there, but I'm right, 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 right over there compared to you. Well, let's be honest, Darren. You know, <laughs> we are honest on this podcast. I'm halfway around the world. We're international with this podcast because we've been in Dubai you obviously travel with the Champions League and as we speak I am traveling with the Formula E the electric motor racing the E-Prix as they call it I'm in Hong Kong for the first race weekend that's fantastic (laughs) you know the thing is the NFL has got the international series and the podcast is becoming the international series so there we go we're leading the way Darren we are we had a bye week last week didn't we so apologies to everybody for not having a podcast but in the true tradition of the National Football League, we got a bye. So we're all refreshed, ready to go. Uh, we've had a few days off and we're good. And we're going to kick off with a story that I oh. feel has rocked the foundations of the NFL. I cannot believe it. I couldn't believe it when it popped up on my notifications on my phone. I couldn't believe it when I read all the interviews. And I can't believe it now that I've read all the fallout of Eli Manning being benched. I'm an angry man, Vern, this week. I'm a really, really angry man. And I, I, look, I know that Eli Manning's not the Eli Manning this season that he was when he won the two Super Bowls with the Giants. I get that. But come on. I mean, here is a guy who did so much for the franchise. The two drives to win the Super Bowls under Tom Coughlin will go down in NFL folklore. And do me a favour. What is he supposed to do this season? He's got a group of wide receivers who, hadn't it been for the injuries to Odell Beckham, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard, wouldn't have been on the roster. And he has an offensive line that cannot block. He's got a running game that is averaged by NFL standards at best. And he clearly has a head coach who is a total buffoon if he thinks that (laughs) Geno Smith is a better option than Eli Manning. I am an angry individual. I'm sorry, I'm an angry man. Wow, it's, it's usually me that loses me rag on this no. podcast. But, but 
We'll see your true colours shine Well, I, 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 think, I think we should call Ben McAdoo, Ben McAdont. And I think the best thing the Giants can do now is sack the fella because they are in such disarray. They've spent fortunes on players. He can't get a tune out of them. He's now benched one of the iconic faces of that franchise, one of the leading franchises in the National Football League, and made a fool of a guy who has done nothing but handled himself with complete dignity all the way through. And, and you, like me, have looked at all the stuff and read all the stuff. To see Eli Manning in tears in front of his locker, still dignified to talk about it and not throw that clown McAdoo under the bus, which he should have done, I would have done, and most people would have done, dignified to the end, disgraceful the way they've treated Eli Manning, disgraceful. Yeah, I, I thought he was a class act in the locker room. And those interviews are really, really tough because with the players' agreement with the NFL, they have to do mandatory interviews. And it's tough. We've seen players in the past, Cam Newton, for example, just say, look, I'm done. I'm not even speaking. Happened recently again, uh, a couple of weeks, I think it was last week, people just walking out of press conferences. But he stood there like a man, took it on the chin. One of the most emotional interviews I think you'll ever see and he's had plaudits from our very own Osu Manura has thrown his support. Plexico Burroughs has thrown his support his way as well. Uh, pretty much all that New York Giants team that beat that beat the Patriots twice, let's be honest, with Tom Brady at the helm. And we all know how I feel about Tom Brady. The poor guy. I just felt so sorry for him. And to replace him with either Geno Smith. Oh, come on. Oh, listen, Geno Smith. Geno Smith is a rookie. Yeah. Geno Smith was such an influence in the Jets' locker room, somebody broke his jaw in pre-season. <laughs> they I mean, did, do me I a favour. Do me a favour. And you know, the thing is, what gets me is, this is like, I know you're doing the Formula E, so let's give you a Formula One analogy. This is like McLaren sacking Fernando Alonso this year for not winning the title. And Fernando Alonso turns around and said, but fellas, the car is crap. So Eli Manning gets benched. Because his offence is one of the worst offences in the National Football League, bar none. It's atrocious. It's appalling. And to treat the fella this way is, is awful. It's terrible. It leaves such a bad taste. And you know, yeah. to watch him stand there and cry his way through the interview, but keep it, keep it dignified and, and keep the Manning name with the, you know, because that's what they are. They're a dignified, stiff upper lip family. And he's gone out there and handled himself so well. And there's nothing he could have done. There's no way that Eli Manning could have made that team significantly better than it is. A team that's been really bad ever since Ben McAdoo walked in there as the coach. And I tell you what, they, there's some stories circulating today saying that the Giants aren't ruling out firing Ben McAdoo in season. Get it done now because he's made a mockery of that franchise. And Eli Manning should have been able to leave the Giants with his head held high in the manner that he wanted to, for one simple fact, he's earned it. 210 straight starts in the National Football League, and he has, done, he has been brilliant for that franchise. I am really, really disappointed. Yeah, it is a shame, and it's a shame when the co-owner, John Mayer, comes out and says, look, we could have handled it different had I been there. It, had you been there, hang on a minute, this is your franchise quarterback, the guy that's led you to two Super Bowls, and you can't be there when McAdoo is making one of the most ridiculous and important career-defining decisions of his life. 
and you're not there as co-owner of the team, you sit at two and nine. Do you know where I'd be if my team that I owned, that I invested in, sat at two and nine in the NFC East? I would be in the locker room. I would be in charge of the broom, sweeping up. I'd be cleaning all their gear. I'd be making sure that my team were happy. I wouldn't be elsewhere. Not a chance. You know what I can't work out, right? So the moment McAdoo says, I tell you what, I've got a great idea. Let's bench Eli Manning. Let's start Davis Webb or, or Geno Smith. If I'm John Mera at that time, I go, that's it. That's now the straw that's broke the camel's back. The fella can't coach. We can't win. Now he's planning on doing this. The, the bloke's lost the plot. That would have been the last thing that McAdoo would have suggested if I was the owner of that team. Because there is no way that it's going to make you better. They can't win mm. this year anyway. That's a fact. They just can't, right? But Geno Smith isn't going to be your quarterback next year. And, and it, neither probably is Davis Webb. So what are you going to learn? What are you going to gain? You are just trampling all over the reputation and career of one of the iconic faces of your franchise. And you don't they do don't, that. Don't. The Giants should be dignified, Vernon. They're not. No. Look what happened in Buffalo. Oh. Look what happened in Buffalo when they benched their starting quarterback. Yeah. But I kind of get it there because they've been a bit of a shambles for a while. You know, they're, yeah, they're you, that kind you of franchise. You can't replace a shambles with a shambles. No, you Darren. can't. I agree. I agree. That, it I was agree. pathetic. Oh, we're going we're, we're, we're to bench our starting quarterback and put in a guy who literally crumbled yeah. as soon as his foot stepped onto the field. You can't bench Eli Manning and expect Geno Smith or Davis Webb, a rookie from California, to come on and be better with, like you said, that stinky offensive line, the worst running game ever, and a team of wide receivers, you said it again, who, if the starters had have started, if they were healthy, if they were fit, they wouldn't even be on the field. They'd they'd still be in the practice squad. No. And, And I look at it now and I think, well, okay, what are you doing as a head coach to give your team the best chance to win. Because that's, that's his responsibility. We spoke a few weeks ago to say, if you're a fan, would you like to see your team tank it so you could get the first pick and get a, a rebuilding quarterback, a franchise quarterback? And, and, and mm. the fans went, no. So your job as the head coach is to give your team the best chance to win. And I'm sorry, the Giants have the best chance to win with Eli Manning at quarterback. And I think now... He's an absolute cinch to leave the franchise at the end of the season. Tom Coughlin's come out this week and said some really nice things about him, obviously. Wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up in the summer signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, our Jacksonville Jaguars. And I would have, you know, I I think they'll look back on this chapter, the Giants, in years to come and be really embarrassed. I looked at the way the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning parted ways. With an emotional press conference, they handled it right. It was the right time to do it. And I look at the situation, the way Brett Favre left the Packers. The Packers and Brett Favre would do anything to handle that situation better. The mm. Colts and Peyton Manning hand, handled his departure superbly. Yeah. And the Giants are going to look back on this day when they decided to bench Eli Manning in this way under Ben McAdoo with the reddest of faces that they could possibly have. They really have let themselves down. Yeah, it's going to be embarrassing when they invite Eli. Uh, Eli, uh, hi, it's the Giants the team that benched you in your final year. Uh, Is it possible that you could come and take a shirt from us when we put you in the ring of honour? That's embarrassing. You know that the Giants have to honour everything that Eli Manning has done for that club. 
Yeah, well, it, I mean, the thing is, Vern, you've got to remember the way they won the Super Bowls. You know, they, that was squarely down on that guy's shoulder. One of the things I will never forget in my life as, as sporting theatre will be standing in the end zone that the Giants were driving towards in the Super Bowl in Indianapolis alongside Greg Brady, Rocky Boyman and Simon Cross and seeing Eli Manning unleash the pass down the sideline to Mario Manningham. It was a thing of beauty. It was accurate, precise, ballsy. There weren't too many that could have made that play at that time in NFL history, let alone in the league at that time. To pull off that kind of play at that kind of time in the Super Bowl where the pressure is at its fiercest was astonishing. The thing is, is he didn't do it once. He did it no, twice. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and twice. you kind of forget, you forget that, that most quarterbacks... Before he gets the ball to David Tyree, who always gets the credit for catching it against the helmet, how Eli Manning managed to avoid the sack? Exactly. I'll, I'll never know. Exactly, and he's he, he's not a quarterback that's been known uh, to run around quite a bit. So, you know. do, Vern, Vern, another thing: do these people not realise? I'm fuming here, by the way. Do these people not realise what it takes physically and mentally? to play 210 games on the trot in the NFL at any position. That guy went out there in all weathers, wind, rain or shine, hurt or not, and gave everything. He was always the most prepared man on the team. His professionalism cannot be faulted. Mm. And he went out there and made sacrifices for that franchise that tells me he deserves a lot more. Yeah, I feel sorry for Eli Manning. Uh, but let's look on the positive. We could get him at the Jags. That would be nice. Yeah. He could go and join Tom Coughlin, which would be a bonus, seeing those two back together. But the flip side of the coin, Darren, is there are too many teams at the moment in this season who look like they're going to rely on the quarterback draft class of 2018. This is, again, the stupidity of the Giants. So if I'm the Giants, I'm thinking, right, we stink, so we're getting a good pick, so we're probably going to take a quarterback. Who better to learn from? about being an NFL player than Eli Manning. You've got the perfect role model for a quarterback. He doesn't go out on the lash and cause a problem away from the field. He watches film, he prepares, he looks after himself. If you're a young kid coming into the league and you need to look up to someone, who would you pick outside of maybe Tom Brady? Who you'd say, well, I tell you what, there's a handful of quarterbacks in the league that, that can be tremendous mentors. Breeze, Brady, Rivers, Manning. Why would you yeah, not look after well, the rest of the season and go, right, listen, we're going to draft a kid. And for the next 12 months, Eli, you're going to start because we're probably not going to win anyway. But will you groom your successor? And I guarantee that fellow would have done that. Yeah, they, 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 They've hurt themselves in so many ways. They've hurt themselves on the field, let alone off it. It's crazy. Well, according to McAdoo, Geno Smith is that guy, Darren. Oh, my word. I mean, there you go. What do you need? Me and you may as well go and coach it because we know that Geno Smith's not good. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness me. The world's gone mad. The world has gone mad. But you know what? Giants fans, I feel your pain. I really do. And I just thought that, well, they're going to tank the season now, aren't they? We talked yeah. about it very, very early on. We talked about it mid-season. The Giants are going to tank the season for a high draft pick. There's no other option. They haven't got another option. I also think as well, Vern, I, I kind of live in a world, and it is a bit of a romantic world, that, that you need to treat certain people a certain way and certain people earn the right to do certain things. And, you know, I, I always, I didn't like it when 
the 49ers got rid of Joe Montana, but I could understand it because they got Steve Young and Montana went off to Kansas City and did well. This kind of reminds me about the way Al Davis got rid of Marcus Allen. It just left a really bad taste and it took, you know, it took Marcus Allen a long time, as you mentioned earlier, to actually get back in love with the Raiders. And it's always left a scar. And this is going to leave a scar. There's no way that they can ever get over this. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be the elephant in the room when you talk about those days when they get the two Super Bowl winning teams back together again in 20 years to celebrate it. And Eli's going to stand there and think, wow. Remember the way it finished here for me? Um, Mm. The only beauty of it is that he did so well under Tom Coughlin and he's clearly still got such a strong relationship and bond with him that it might just override the way he feels today. But, you know, I I think as well from Ben McAdoo's standpoint, I think when you're in the situation he's in, you've got to start looking at a bit of damage limitation too because he's proven that he's not a very good NFL head coach, right? He was a good coordinator with the Packers, but as a head coach, he's not been very good at all. If he wants to get a job again, prospective employers are going to look at him and think, hang on a minute. Did you see the way he treated Eli Manning at the Giants? Exactly. I'll give it, I'll give it, a, I'll give it a pass, my friend. Thank you very much. Exactly. Um, we're going to leave it. We're going to go a different direction because there's a way to treat people and you don't seem to grasp that at all. Exactly. Darren, as always, I 100% agree with you. Let's hope that uh, Eli Manning gets a decent gig elsewhere out of New York and let's hope that post his New York career, they honour and give him everything he deserves. The man should get the key to the city. It's simple as that. Yes, he should. Hey, just before we move on and have a look, just, just kind of off the beaten track, we've been saying this for weeks, haven't we? How changeable is the landscape in the NFL this season? Oh, my goodness me. I, mean, I was just having now. a look. I was just having a look at the, uh, at the standings, right? Pittsburgh sit atop the AFC. With everything that's surrounding Big Ben, and everything that surrounded uh, Le'Veon Bell missing preseason, the big arguments that they, <laughs> they had with Brown, it's, it's all kicked off. And now look at them. All right, admittedly, they're scraping wins. They are, yeah. That, that's they're what scraping wins. Yeah. Who, but, who do you think the best team in the NFC is now? Oh, my. Bearing well, in mind, bearing in mind, right, the Vikings beat the Rams. So people go, well, the Rams can't be that good then. Then the, the Rams go and beat the Saints. So now we're going, well, how good are the Saints? The yep. Eagles haven't played anybody yet. So they need a signature win on their resume. So you go, well, OK, they are genuine. At the minute, everybody's saying, well, they're the most complete team in the league. Well, they might be, but they've not played anybody yet. So go and beat a big hitter and then prove to us that, that you're the most complete team in the league. The Falcons are waking up again. The yeah. Panthers look decent. You wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Let me ask you this question, Darren. Right, because everyone's talking about Philadelphia's offense. They score points. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking about Philadelphia's defense. Which offense would you like to see Philadelphia's defense play against to prove that the Eagles are the real deal? The Saints. It's got to be the Saints. Really? I, I, yeah, I think so. I, I look at that team. They've got, they've got the best running back tandem in the NFL for me. With Mark doubt. Ingram and Alvin Kamara. They've got a quarterback who you know come playoff time will perform. There's no doubt. Carson Wentz, we don't know. Jared Goff, we don't know. Because, you know, everything becomes that little bit more pressurized then. Breeze has got the track record. We know what you're going to get from him. He's got a fantastic wide receiver core. And he's actually got a defense that, albeit banged up against the Rams, which didn't help them. 
You know, Lattimore's absence at cornerback was huge that day. But they've mm. also got a defence that is their best defence since they last won the Super Bowl. So, I want to see Breeze and, and, the, and, the, and the New Orleans offence against that Philadelphia defence. And at that stage, you know, I will kind of go, well, OK. Because I now know the Vikings are real because they beat the Rams. And I know that the Rams are real because they beat the Saints. And I know the Falcons are real because they got to the Super Bowl last year. And I know the Panthers are real because they got to the Super Bowl the season before. For me, despite the record and all the hoopla, the team that I've got the most doubts about are Philadelphia because I need to see Carson Wentz year two in the playoffs. And I need to see them beat a genuine NFL powerhouse before I buy in. And, and I'll tell you something else as well. We've all got it wrong. Well, you didn't. You, you didn't. I got it wrong again because I could see serious concerns about the Patriots. I think the Patriots on a neutral field right now beat any team in the NFL. Again. They're ridiculous, the Patriots. They Crazy. really are. They're ridiculous. Because sport has a lot of consistent elements. Tom Brady has a lot of consistent elements with that offense. Tom Brady never hands off the football. If you watch him, first down, second down, it's a pass. Third down, probably a run. They interchange it every now and again. Yeah. But predominantly, Pittsburgh are a passing team, albeit that Burkhead had an absolute blinder of a game last week, right? If you put Tom Brady on a field, like you say, against any other offense, any other defense, sorry, the defensive coordinator, you've just got to blitz Tom Brady. You've got to blitz him. You have yeah. to send someone because this season he's fragile. I think he's got an Achilles issue at the moment. There's a lot of pressure on his offensive line. He likes to pass the ball. Just cover Gronk with a DB, not a linebacker, because linebackers can't cover Gronk. Put him on coverage with a strong safety or a free safety. Come up with a defense to cover Gronk. And then the rest of it is just gravy. I'm telling you, that's how you beat the Patriots. See, I, I, I'm, I'm totally, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised you're saying that because of the regard you hold Brady in. I look at it slightly differently to you. And I, and I agree with you, you've got to blitz him. And I think that, that's what gives Pittsburgh a real chance in the AFC. The fact that they've got fast linebackers, they blitz a lot and they get hits on the quarterback. And I think that's going to be key. But that's always been the case. But I'm, I'm seeing it again. From week one to where we are now, they've totally changed their identity as a team. We we, and and we said again. that, didn't we, Darren? Yeah. We said that they... Well, you did. I, I was, you did. You were right. I was wrong. Because I, I thought this might be one season too far. But, but you were right. You stuck with it. But I, I look, at the start of the season, it was all, well, who's going to be the starting running back? Is it going to be Mike Gillisley? Or is it going to be Rex Burkett? It's actually Dion Lewis who was there all along, you know. <laughs> Dion Lewis, so, who's one yeah. of the rock. Wow, yeah. So, so that they've they've moved Dion Lewis now into a position that he's not been in before. Philip Dorsett, who we couldn't understand why, you know, that they've made the trade Jacoby Brissett for Philip Dorsett. He's starting to become a bigger part of the offense. Brandon Cooks has been Brandon Cooks. They've got Gronkowski healthy, and they're starting to make plays on defense. And they're winning games by fourteen mm. points a week. You know, they're not. <laughs> whoever they play at the minute, they're winning by 14 points. And and to me, again, this stage of the season, I know I said I fancied the Steelers a few weeks back and I, I've got to stick by it, but on a neutral field in the playoffs, I I can't see a team I can't see a team beating the Patriots firm. I just can't. Yeah. It's gonna to be tough. And what's scary recently, we heard Tom Brady say that him and Brandon Cooks have been practicing the deep ball. Tom Brady, at his tender age, with everything that he's won, the yeah. fact that he's taken extra practice with his speedster receiver, 
to practice the deep ball, that gives that offense yet another dimension. Of course it does. Which means that defenses does. are going to have to say, well, you know what, Brady's been practicing the deep ball. We're going to have to change our coverage. So probably maybe we can't afford to blitz Tom Brady, even though he's nim uh, isn't that nimble in the pocket. It's tough yeah. against the Patriots. It really is. See what people forget as well. They get to the playoffs and they get a bye. So straight away they get a, they get a week off, and that also gives Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, Josh McDaniels, and the rest two weeks to get ready for the team they're going to play in the divisional round. Yeah. Then they've got a week to go before the championship, which it looks as though again, provided they beat the Steelers in the regular season, they'll be hosting on their own pitch. And then they get two weeks to get ready for a Super Bowl. I think it's virtually impossible to beat the Patriots when Belichick's had two weeks to get ready for you as well. Yeah. So when you get to the playoffs, their advantage, in actual fact, becomes even bigger because they're the one team in the NFL who not only has a player that genuinely intimidates you in the playoffs, in Tom Brady, but they've got a coach that if you give him two weeks, can just about find a game plan to beat any team in any circumstances on the planet. They're amazing. They really are. Yeah. They've surprised me this year. And, I, you know, I, I look at them now. They, they've got to be my Super Bowl favourite. They really have. The NFC is a crapshoot. Anybody can win that. For me, the two best teams in the National Football League are the Steelers and the Patriots. But I'm, I'm looking forward to the NFC playoffs a lot more because that's going to be... Remember in the olden days with all the heavyweights, Frazier, Ali, Foreman, Norton, Holmes. The playoffs in the NFC are going to be like that. Big hitter smashing into big hitter every week because they're, they're separated by cigarette paper, those teams in the NFC. It's going to be yeah, great. fascinating watching that. And then every now and again, you get this Brit called Lennox Lewis come from behind and take the title. To me, that's the Seattle Seahawks. Seriously, you're, you, you, you're, still, you're still in on the Seahawks? Despite, I'm still in despite on the Seahawks. Despite those injuries? Yeah, but wow. there's just something about the Seahawks. They never die. No, they just keep Russell going Wilson's up. been brilliant for this year. Unbelievable, again. Russell yeah. Wilson. The yeah. guy is so talented. And I think that with that defence, it's still strong. All right, they've got a couple of injuries here and there that have, have impacted them. But I think you can't take Seattle out of the equation because if you look as it stands, Philadelphia, Minnesota, the Rams, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, they're the top six. Then you've got Seattle. I think Seattle could beat all of those teams. I yeah. think they've got a team that is competitive enough to give all of those teams a decent game of football. You know the one that I've got my eye on as well, and I don't think anybody wants to play them in the, in the, in the AFC, the LA Chargers. Mm. All of a yeah. sudden they're winning. So... You know, you look at them and they lost some squeakers, didn't they, early in the yeah. season? We thought they were you know, done they, early on. Yeah, you know, they kind of got beat. They're missing all the field goals. They got beat by the Broncos on the field goal, got beat by the Dolphins on the field goal. So in all, to all intents and purposes, a decent kicker, maybe two wins better than they are now. The, the one you look at, they played the Eagles, you know, and they lost 26-24 to the Eagles. And, and people are anointing the Eagles the best team in the NFL. But they're on a roll now. And Philip Rivers has got the bit between his teeth. And they're healthy. Keenan Allen's playing well. They've got two running backs that they can rely on. They're making plays on defense. I, I think now, if you were saying to me, give me a dark horse in the AFC. And I don't think you can do that in the NFC. Because they're all very much of a muchness, as you, as you just said. The Chargers would be the one. I think they'll win that division. I think they'll go past the Chiefs. I think they're finished. They can't run the ball. He's gone from... Averaging 150 yards a week, Kareem Hunt, to averaging 50 yards a week. And that just completely ruins it for Alex Smith. I think they win the division, the Chargers. And I think they've got, you know, they, they, 
They're the only team in NFL history back in 1992. Here's the numbers this week. The only team in NFL history. Wait, wait, Darren, stop, 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 stop. Go You've on. got to give your numbers a big intro, my friend. <laughs> this Go is on. the highlight of the podcast. <laughs> One second. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the forum with his facts and his stats, the man who can, the man who knows everything when it comes to numbers, numbers, numbers. It's Darren the Fletch Fletcher. Fire away, Darren. <laughs> right, so the only two, it was 1992. They are the only NFL team, the Chargers, to start the season 0-4 and make the playoffs. This season, they started 0-4, and it looks as though they might well go on and win their division. They're the only team that's ever done it, and they look like they could potentially do it again. And I think it would be an amazing story if they do, because they're playing in a 25,000-26,000 stadium, which is a football stadium, a soccer stadium, essentially. Mm. It's not even an NFL stadium. Hardly anybody can see them. They're all pissed off in San Diego that they've gone. And here they are playing at this stage the kind of football that might well take them deep into the AFC playoffs. And I think if, if there is kind of a romantic side to me this year, I'd love to see Philip Rivers get a Super Bowl ring. You know, he's, he's, look, we talk about Eli Manning and character and being the perfect face of a franchise. And he's been that for, for the Chargers. I sat down with him a couple of Super Bowls ago and did an interview with him. What a fantastic fella. Really, really nice guy. Um, great to be around. And I think if there's a bit of romance in me this year, I'd love to kind of follow the romantic notion that Philip Rivers could get a Super Bowl ring. And he was very nice about Eli Manning, so seems like a top blog. Yes, absolutely. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have we mentioned DraftKings? Let's do that quickly. If you want to play this it. week. If you want to play this week, the league's going all the time. Internet rich is still crap. It's your chance to take it to the cleaners. Go on to DraftKings. Use the promo code FUMBLE, not the FUMBLE, FUMBLE, and play. You can play for free. You can play for cash. The cash games are brilliant. I play them every week. They're superb. You can have a little bit of a win. If you're good at it, you'll get your money back and a bit more. It's the way to go. Promo code FUMBLE. Remember where you heard it first on DraftKings. He's gone with a pick six. Right, let's do pick six, Darren. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. This is one to you. I'm going to kick off this week. Go on, if then. you were the Packers, yeah. would you play Aaron Rodgers again this season? Or after the narrow loss to the Steelers, would you just give up on 2017? Now, as a Packers stroke Bears fan, Darren, no, I'm what a do Packers you think? Fan. Come on. I'm a Packers fan. Stop that now. <laughs> Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Right. I, of course you're playing. Absolutely you're playing. You know, really? Moment, the, yeah, the Packers are five. I'm surprised you said that. I'm surprised well, Pack- you said that. W- would you say at the moment Detroit are a potential playoff team at six and five? Yeah, the way so they're the, playing, I definitely right. would. So the Packers are five and six with Aaron Rodgers coming back. So what, why are if you look at the if you look at the NFC at the minute, you've got Philadelphia ten and one, Minnesota nine and two, New Orleans eight and three, Carolina eight and three. The Rams eight and three. Then you got Seattle seven and four, not great. Atlanta seven and four, 
doing okay. Detroit six and five. They're still in with a chance of the playoffs, and they've got a, a sequence of games coming up now. So they play the Buccaneers this week, who are four and seven. They play the Browns the week after, zero and eleven. So at that stage, they could well be seven and six, and a game or two out of a wild card place in the NFC. They then go Panthers, Vikings, Lions to finish the season. Now that looks really <laughs> difficult for the Packers, but it doesn't look mm. so difficult with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So they ran the table last year. They could legitimately run the table again and finish ten and six. What they've got to do is beat the Buccaneers and the, and the Browns and get Rodgers back in the team. Um, and then you've got a chance to win the last three games because you've got, I think, the best quarterback in the NFL back in your team, and it makes you a different a different club. Of course. Well, if you, you could win, if you if you could win those games with Hunley then you could give him an extra two weeks, maybe three weeks to get ready. Then I would say, yeah, fine. But do you have confidence in your backup quarterback? Well, I think what was said this week that was really interesting, well, they've been talking to one or two of the players in the locker room about what he looks like in rehab. And they're saying, look, he's throwing 50-yard passes on the, on the field at Heinz Field last week before the game against the Steelers. So they're saying in terms of arm strength, he's actually ready to play now. And there is a school of thought that he's healed that quickly they feel as a, as a franchise, they shouldn't actually put him on IR designated to return, that he probably could come back a little bit sooner than the IR allows him to. So I think he's ready, prepared to play. He's throwing it well now. And I think if he was healthy, I think there's a, if, if he was able to with this IR designation, I think there's a chance he'd come back this week, certainly next week. I think he's good to go, and I think the Packers are still alive. They've got to run the table again. They did it last year. Why not? Because, as I've said to you already, in my opinion, they're all beating each other up in the NFC. So, what, yeah. why, I, I think other teams... You look at, you look at the, the, the division with the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Buccaneers. They've essentially got to play each other to finish the season. So, they're going to take games off each other. The wild card is, is still open in, in the NFC, and of course... Aaron Rodgers plays. Aaron Rodgers back in the team. I think we've got a fair chance. One to you. Tom Brady, this is brilliant. You must have done the nominating this year. Tom Brady <laughs> has been nominated for the BBC Overseas Sports Personality of the Year. He's the first NFL player ever. Why should we all vote for the GOAT? It's very, very simple. In my opinion... There are the greats in sport. Muhammad Ali is the iconic boxer that we all know. Roger Federer, the iconic tennis player that we know and love. If you were to say who are the main faces, key faces of football, you'd go Ronaldo, Messi, and I think today you would still say David Beckham. Tom Brady is the NFL. Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls as a quarterback than anyone else. Tom Brady is the boss of the NFL. And if you look at everything he's achieved, not just for his team, the New England Patriots, but also what he's achieved as an icon of the sport, the way he carries himself, the way he's so competitive, the way that it's just instilled in him to win. He, in my eyes, is one of those very few athletes, sports stars, that you could put on a pinnacle and every sports fan, don't matter what you like, be it darts, pool, balls, tiddlywinks, Tom Brady is in your mindset. Tom Brady, you know about Tom Brady. So I think it's great that the BBC Sports personality have put him up there. Do I think people will vote for him? No, because NFL is still 
uh, one of those novelty sports that we dip into as a nation. The majority of us don't really take that much interest. Let's be honest. I'm being brutally honest because we both love the NFL. Yeah. But I think everyone knows who Tom Brady is. So it's worth well, a hey, vote. <laughs> I, think, I think that's one of the big things. I think most people know who he is. I'm yeah, the biggest sports nerd you can find. I've never heard of half of them that have been nominated this year. Well, yeah, but I've I mean, got no idea who they are. But we'll know Federer will win because everyone well, more win people that, yeah. know I'm, I'm more people know who one. Roger Federer is than they do know who Tom Brady is. Do but, you know? Do you know who all those athletes are who have been nominated for the Maid Award? No, do I? Heck? That's what I'm saying to you. I used to watch it. To I used to watch it so I could relive some of the iconic sporting moments of the year. Right, I watch it now to find out who they all are. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad! It's mad! It <laughs> but it's still a great—it's still a great event. You know is what it? I mean? It, it's still a great event. It's an iconic event. End of the year. It's a massive ceremony for the BBC. It makes all the headlines, and I do hope that uh, we do get. Well, I hope that someone—maybe it'll be Mark Chapman or Olsey—if uh, Brady wins, going over there and saying, uh, "Hey, are Tom, here's your Sports Personality of the Year award." He'd be like. Personality, yeah. I haven't got any. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me, give me some more avocado ice cream and get out of here. Exactly. Let me hydrate. I'm too busy hydrating. I haven't got time. <laughs> uh, have you ever met Tom Brady, Darren? No, I've not. But but I don't, I don't, I kind of had a moment with him. So we were in. Uh, I have a moment with him every Sunday, Darren. I know you do. I know you do. Usually when <laughs> Tess has gone upstairs to bed, I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was at the stadium last year. We did the AFC Championship game between the, the Patriots and the Steelers. And I was walking around. When you come out of the press box in in uh, in Foxborough, you walk underneath the stadium. There's like a walkway all the way around. And it eventually takes you behind the end zone and it brings you by the locker rooms. And then you go into the media room and then out to where you're going to go. So I was walking through the bowels of the stadium with Simon Cross and Rocky Boyman because we'd just done commentary on the game. And walking towards us the other way was the legend with his with his children. And no just way. Watched, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm lucky. I get to, like you, I get to go to a lot of places and see a lot of people. And it bothers me sometimes because you kind of say, oh, yeah, you kind of take it in your stride. But that was one of the moments where I kind of walked past. And I, I was, we, we, we all kind of muttered, great, great game, Tom. And he kind of said, thanks, guys, on the way past. Had his children not been with him, I would have tried to stop him to have a brief conversation with him. But you don't like to invade people's privacy when they've got the kids. And I, I, I yeah. totally get that. I would have loved get to that. get a selfie with him and get an autograph to bring back for my boys. Fanboy! Yeah, I am. That's one of the times. That's what I'm saying. It's one of the times where I was. I went fanboy again. And, and we, we all kind of walked past. We'd had a great weekend in Boston covering the game. And we all can't, well, certainly me and Crossy, Rocky was okay because he's won a Super Bowl. So that's the last, he's played against him. So the last thing he wanted to see was Tom <laughs> Brady again. He's only got bad memories <laughs> of that guy. But me and Crossy both kind of looked at each other. And there's that moment where you think, that was really cool. That was really cool. So I, that, that's the closest I've been. So Nice. I yeah. can't wait. I've got his helmet on my desk, but I can't wait. Yeah. Right. I've got one for you. What is your favorite NFL film. We've done plenty of books down the weeks, but what about your favourite NFL film? Oh, I've got a, I've got a couple, you know. There's one that I used to watch as a as a kid, and it's it starred Goldie Hawn, and it wasn't an NFL film in particular. It was just a, a football film, and Goldie Hawn is a female American football coach who gets given the job 
to look after a high school in downtown Detroit. Really rough, um, tough high school. It's called Wildcats. It's absolutely right. garbage. It really is. Wesley Snipes is in it and Woody Harlson. And uh, they play these two mean kids in this high school. And she turns the high school round to losing, I think, like four losing seasons in a row. Didn't win a game. And then they beat the All-State champions. Uh, it's a classic. It's garbage. But it's a lot of fun. And then when we're talking straight up NFL films, all those, it was pre-NFL becoming PC. Because if you notice, in the modern era of the NFL, you don't get highlight reels anymore of hard hits. Yeah. You don't get the highlight reels of people literally running into each other because obviously helmet-to-helmet tackles are illegal. They're trying to change the face of the NFL, make it less violent, et cetera, et cetera. But back in the day, that's what made the game so popular. Um, brother and I used to watch this film called Crunch Time, and it had all the NFL's <laughs> hardest hitters. I remember that. And we, it used to be on repeat in our house, and that's why I, I, that. I started playing defense and free safety, because all the hardest hitters, Ronnie Lott, uh, Jack being one Tatum. of them, Jack Tatum, were all free safeties, because you yeah. literally got to lay out the wide receivers when they, when they came to the middle of the field. And then when it goes Hollywood, my favourite film has got to be Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. Is it? Yeah, where he plays the uh, Philadelphia fan, yeah. Vince Papale. True story, isn't it? True story. And it's about the, well, it's like the replacements. You mm. know, he becomes, uh, well, basically, the, the Eagles are struggling. The coach says, let's go and find what someone from downtown Philadelphia. <laughs> and this guy gets on as a kick returner. Yeah, I remember that one. I've got a couple. I mean, I obviously love Any Given Sunday, but it's not the Pacino speech scene I like the best. It's the Lawrence <laughs> Taylor bathroom scene. That's yeah. my favourite. Yeah. The Lawrence Taylor bathroom scene. Is Lawrence Taylor playing himself. That's the one. But the one that I like the best is it's another old one and it had Nick Nolte in it and it's North Dallas 40. North Dallas 40? North Dallas 40. <laughs> You thought I was going to say Debbie Does Dallas. That's a different one. North, <laughs> I <laughs> North Dallas 40 with Nick Nolte. And I, I, I think that's so true to life. But I love that one. I think it's, I could watch that any time. I love that. North Dallas 40 with Nick Nolte. Brilliant. That's, yeah. that's my favourite. There's a few. Uh, I mean, recently there was Kevin Costner in Draft Day. Was I enjoyed that. Day? Yeah, I enjoyed that. And it, it just kind of highlighted how bad the Cleveland Browns are in a motion picture. <laughs> Like yeah, how ironic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, which go player are you now raving about who wasn't on your radar at the start of the season? I mentioned him early, earlier, when I talked about the NFC and I talked about the Saints. It's Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints. And not only was he not on my radar, he wasn't on a lot of general managers' radars either because he fell to the third round of the NFL draft. He's the rookie of the year by a significant margin. He's turned out to be one of the most explosive players in the whole of the National Football League. I mean, the way he turned that basic handoff into a 74-yard touchdown run against the Rams last week. We heard how excited Tony Romo was about the yeah. fact that Kamara averages nine yards per touch. Yeah, it's amazing. That's it's amazing. insane. Yeah. Second place is something like 5.6 yards. This guy, when he gets the ball... He's getting you nine yards. Mm. I think he's going to turn out to be the player that Reggie Bush should have been. Oh, that's a big statement. So Reggie Bush came out, and I never felt that Reggie Bush was the, the explosive player that he should have been. 
the absolute game changer, the dominant force that we all thought he'd be when he'd come out of USC. I look at Alvin Kamara, and let's not forget, right, that he was a, he was a, a highly recruited prospect out of high school, and he started off at Alabama, didn't work for him at Alabama, so he transferred to a smaller college, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing that let him down badly at the Combine last year, he ran a really slow time. And it's further evidence, again, that the Combine is good. But if you build your draft around the Combine, you can make big mistakes. It's why Tom Brady fell to the sixth round, because he didn't look physically strong enough. Kamara ran a slow 40, fell to the third round. Sean Payton took him. It's one of the best drafts in modern times, by the way, the one that the Saints have had at this stage. Bearing in mind, they've got four or five starters out of the draft and they're game-changing starters too. If you look at him, I think he's going to turn out to be special. And I think the way the modern NFL is, Vern, as a complementary back, 1A and 1B, him and Ingram are perfect. You've got Ingram going between the tackles. Kamara can go through there, but he's got so much more to his game. I think he's going to be special. And I think a lot of people missed him. You think about it now, if you redrafted, he'd be a first-rounder easily. Oh, absolutely. Top 10 pick. Of course he would. Of course he would. Yeah. And do you, so know, him, do you know what I like about it, Darren, is that we know that the NFL is becoming a passing league. Everyone talks about it. I mean, you've just got to look at some of the ridiculous pass interference calls that have been going around the past two or three weeks. It drives me insane. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm on my fifth TV because every time I get a new one, another cup of coffee goes straight through it when I see another pathetic pass interference call. <laughs> However, I don't want to get bogged down in that. Maybe that's for another time. But it really annoys me, Darren, and it's pissing yeah. me off. Anyway... Yeah. In this modern era where it's all about the quarterback and the receiver, the Saints have come out and gone, do you know what? We have a dual threat. And it's not a left and right wide receiver. It's not a tight end and a wide receiver. It's two running backs who are completely different. And I picked up Ingram in my fantasy football team. And at the start of the season, I thought, well, you know what? He averages 3.4 yards. He'll be all right. But I think with the addition of Kamara, it's opened them up. It's made the running game better. Yep. Well, you think about it. Running backs at this stage of the season are shattered, aren't they? Beat up. You've had so many carries. You're kind of limping towards the finish. I mean, these two, these are a special group. Um, I, I, and, you know, I, I think he's going to be good. I've got one for you then. And this is, this is kind of the million-dollar question. It's what's been on your mind all week. So you're in Hong Kong. How the hell are you going to watch the NFL this week? What have you got planned? Well, I'm... Eight hours in front of you guys. Right. So that means that I'm, I think it's 16 hours in front of New York. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so I will, be watching, I will be watching the NFL whilst I'm having my dim sum for breakfast. I love that. Yeah, so I will be, uh, I'll be sat at the breakfast table. I will be using Game Pass because it does work now, I think. Uh, I've used it the past couple of weeks. I've had no problems with it whatsoever. Those problems seem to be ironed out. Uh, and also, a little cheeky VPN on my iPad. I'll watch Sky. <laughs> like that. No, I love that. No, I'm glad you've got it planned. So you're going to sit there and play fancy, fancy NFL over your breakfast? Yeah, no, it'd be great. And also, we're, we're in the same league, fantasy league. We're coming closer to the playoffs, so these games <laughs> now are important. Yeah, we're not in the same league, mate. You're in the winning league and I'm in the losing league. I'm, I'm done. I can't get in. I'm finished. Hey, we should give a big round of applause to Simon Cross, our producer. He won a game this weekend. It's so astonishing, really. Bernie Muddy's first two draft picks were injured early on. I know. It's I know. so funny. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm done, mate. I'm finished. I'm, I'm, I'm now rooting for you two as my friends to do well in the league. 
Yeah, I'm oh, thank you, Darren. Yeah, I'm part of the uh, Vernon K. Simon Cross travelling army for the playoffs. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Boom. Right. Two minute warning. Are you ready, Darren? That's the two minute warning. What have you got up your sleeve this week? This is where you are absolutely in your element. Right. Uh, remember Superstars that was on yes. Sally? Where we saw several stars from several different sports competing against each other. Brian if Jacks, could... Brian Hooper. Go on, boys. Exactly. If you could take one athlete from any other sport, any other discipline, where do you think they would fit in an NFL team? I'll tell you what I'd do. I'd put Anthony Joshua as a defensive end. Oh, that would be ridiculous. Anthony, or a tight end. Yeah, because he's, he's got, he's got, he'll have the speed. Yeah. He's got the strength to shed the blocks because he's a unit. Yeah. Big Josh as a, as a defensive end, or as you say, a tight end. I, I'd quite yeah. like to see that. What about you? Well, you could go Maru Atorji, England yeah. rugby player. What about Tyson Fury as an offensive lineman? Oh, can you imagine Tyson Fury losing his rag? He'd have to slim down a bit because he's too big to play the position at the minute. <laughs> he is a big lump at the moment. But yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. That is a yeah. really good shout. Yeah. I'd like to see... Uh, I'd like to see... Da, 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 da. I'd like to see Ronaldo play wide receiver. I know it's an obvious one. But I'd like to see how he would get on because he's got great footwork and he obviously works on that. Yeah. And wide receivers and defensive backs are constantly working on their footwork to yeah. make sure that they don't trip up and make sure they've got nimble feet when they're making the cuts and, and what have you. I'd like to see if Ronaldo could make it as a receiver or a DB. I've got to get this one in before the two-minute warning ends because you always cut me off and be prime. I'd like to see Phil Taylor play quarterback because he's so accurate. He's yes. so accurate. He, Phil Taylor could thread the ball through those tightest of windows. <laughs> Throwing lasers. Right, quickly, yeah. just before we end, uh, two-minute warning. Whose uniform would you change? The Cleveland Browns. Give them a logo. What the hell's that all about? The helmet's not even brown, it's orange. There's hardly Absolutely. any brown up there. Give them a logo. I think everyone agrees with that. The Cleveland Browns do have and will have for a long time to come the worst uniform in the NFL. And I'd also Darren, put I... the Pittsburgh Steeler logo on both sides of the helmet. Time's up, Darren. Oh. Time's up. We'll come back to this. Darren, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. Brilliant. Really enjoyed it, mate. I'm sorry I was angry at the start. I'm, I'm, I feel I feel it's been therapeutic for me to get over the Eli Manning situation. So thank you for being there for me. No, it's good. This has been the international... Eli Manning episode of The Fumble with myself, Vernon Kerr, and Darren Fletcher. As always, it's a fantastic Shooting Shark production. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 